Hi, welcome to FYI Stillwater. I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, and my guest today is Paula Dennison, and we are going to be talking about everything that's been happening in our community in the past week or so. Welcome, Paula. Thanks, Sherry. Good to be here. I just keep saying it's kind of a weird time, so every day is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the public is wondering, you know, where are we? At least where are we today? Yeah, yeah. Well, and as we record this, today will change for tomorrow. Um, Very true. Yeah. So yesterday we were actually having a department heads meeting whenever the governor uh, had his press conference. And so we learned a little bit about what the state's looking at Um which may not exactly be what Stillwater's looking at. You know, I think one of the things that folks have been saying, even nationally, everybody has been saying, every state is unique and different. Stuff is not going to have the same impact or the effect or et cetera, et cetera, across the whole country equally or the same. The same thing happens with communities, even in Oklahoma. What the governor came out with yesterday Stillwater followed up immediately with our position. Our position is that all of our emergency declarations that are in effect until 11.59 p.m. on April 30th are staying in effect until that time. No matter what else the state is allowing to be done, if you're within Stillwater, our local declarations are still in effect. And there's been a lot of questions of how that is. And I think some people, maybe it's been a while since they've been in a civics class, but the cities can be stricter than the state and the state can be stricter than federal government. We can't be less strict than the preceding government entity, but we can be stricter. And that's why we can have a stricter uh, policy than the state when it comes to virtually anything. Is that Yes, that that's absolutely correct. That's the legal component of it. The moral component is City of Stillwater needs to look out what's best for the City of Stillwater overall and generally. Yes, are there going to be some positive and some negative impacts? There are with every decision that's made at any time under any circumstances. But what is the best decision that's made for Stillwater proper? And that's what we have, yes, the legal right and the moral obligation to do. So the mayor and the city manager said things are as they have been set forward. However, they also are going to speak about it at the council meeting on the 27th. That's right. This coming Monday night, uh, the city council has been meeting every Monday, some to conduct business Mainly, it's just for an update of the situation of the pandemic and how we all are being affected and impacted, not just what is open and what is closed and any additional declarations or restrictions, but financial has also been a topic of conversation, especially lately since we're in budget. Uh, But yes, Monday, I would encourage everybody to tune in. Facebook, the city's TV channel, and just take a look and listen. Yeah, because there is a lot of ways to watch that meeting now. We've really expanded it, and Facebook is a really popular. I think a lot of people are seeing the council maybe for the first time. Maybe they didn't have cable, didn't really want to do the streaming option where we go through YouTube or maybe another platform that we used previously. But Facebook works really well for the council meetings. Let's move into the previous council meeting. Okay. So we had the third quarter financial 
financials at that point. So the financial director, Christy Cluck, went over the third quarter financials. And I thought that was really an interesting kind of analysis of where we are and how we're going to move forward. I think the biggest thing that came out of that is our, when our finance director says, Stillwater is in a good place. Right. Yes, we're going to be hurting. Uh, as everything, the numbers continue to come in and show where we were last year in regards to sales tax and use tax, which is our primary means of operating general government. Yeah, it's very important to us. Extremely important. But when she came out and said, Stillwater is in a good place, that's the word that we need to get out. Right, because we've made a lot of changes as a city over the last three to five years on how we do finances. We went to zero-based budgeting. We've really tightened up our spending and have been spending a lot of time just kind of educating the public. But just how do we do things? You know, can we do them better? So we've really challenged ourselves over the last three to five years to get to this place. And I think the point she was making is that because we have been so prudent and, you know, forward-thinking, you know, after the last economic downturn, it's like, we don't want to be in that situation again. Right. So a lot of things have been put in place. So if you stop and look at where we are at the beginning of the third quarter, things were going really well. The sales tax was up, use tax was up, our spending was on target, projections were all, we were in a really good place. But her point in her report was like, we're still in a really good place because we could have been in a hole. And I think that was the thing that uh, she really wanted people to take away from that. Yes. It's kind of like even with your personal finances, Mm -hmm. just because you have that little bit of extra doesn't mean you need to go out and spend it. If you hold on to that little bit of extra or apply it to something else that is needing that attention, if your hot water tank blows up, you're going to have to fix it. You can't keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. So you need that security to be able to have those payments made. Same thing with city. We have bills, we have obligations, we have personnel, we have services, we have all kinds of financial obligations. Just because we may have a little bit extra use tax doesn't mean that, oh, hey, we, let's go out and let's just go have pizza party or, you know, some something less necessary and a less of a, of a core service. So her message, the takeaway is that Yes, sales tax is going to drop. Revenues are going to drop. We still have key services to take care of, but we could have been in a much worse place if we had not been so prudent throughout the year. Yeah, and I think a a number of pieces, you mentioned some of them already, the zero-based budgeting, and they're really taking a hard look at do we need this additional expense or can city staff do it themselves? Can we contract at uh, less of a cost to have it done. Another thing that the city has done, looking at personnel, we have a number of empty positions with the city. That's money that we are not spending and we are choosing to not spend that money to fill those positions. And hopefully our citizens and our customers are not seeing that much of an impact to those positions not being filled. We may be working a little bit slower to get to all of the things that need to be done, but we're not letting core services fall through the crack. Exactly. 
Yeah. It's a really interesting report. I hope uh, everybody understands the importance of that. So if they would like to, you can still go on YouTube and take a look at last week's meeting to get an update on where we stand financially on the third quarter of the fiscal year. Absolutely. The other press release that went out this week would discuss repayment schedules. So during the uh, sheltering at home phase, the council sitting as trustees had suspended late fees and shutoffs. Right. However, that can't continue endlessly. It's got to come to an end at some point. We don't know exactly when, but the vote was while we're in sheltering in place. So what we're asking is for people, if you have fell behind on your utility bill because of this pandemic, we really need you to contact us and figure out what the repayment plan is going to be. And it's really for your peace of mind as much as anything. Agree wholeheartedly. The utility bill is still due. Yes. It's just a matter of how and when is it going to become fully due. That's what this repayment plan opportunity is that the city has gone out and established. We are seeing a large large number of bills that are not being paid. That has an impact to the city and to the services that we can provide you. Something as simple as there's a water line break. We've got to have the funds to pay for the materials and the staff that's going to go out there and fix it. So there is a direct correlation because that's what some of your utility bill payment goes toward. Right. It's it's maintaining the Mm -hmm. system. Yes. So as I understand for those accounts that are over 60 days, then we are just over $900,000 of what is due to the city. That's becoming a big number. That is a very large number, yes. So I would encourage everybody to really contact finance, the utilities and billing, and talk about the options for the repayment plans that are available out there. Dana Maddox, the director, has said she's willing to work with people on a one-on-one basis. Good. So if you have a particular situation, call her and set up the plan, and she will work with you for something that will work for you personally. We understand that for a lot of people, this is a really bad situation. We know you've been out of work. We, we understand that. And so what we want to do is make sure that we can offer you some peace of mind and figure out a way so that you don't get too far in debt that is just really hard to get out of it. So it's really important, and and we want to help you. We really do. We're in this together, folks. Yes, we are. Um, Gratefully, the federal government has chosen to um, provide the stimulus funds Mm -hmm. to individuals and and families. Yes, that's right. The federal government, however, has not provided any stimulus assistance to local government. So we are 100% relying on our standard revenues and utilities and fees and sales tax and use tax that we generally operate everything off of until the federal government does take up allowing local jurisdictions to have some assistance through the feds. We don't have any. We're still relying on everybody else like we normally do. And our revenues have dropped. When over half of our population is no longer in town, a number of businesses have closed. Even though there's some unique opportunities for existing businesses to keep some 
revenue going and their employees employed, it's not to the same level. So yes, we're we're seeing a decrease in the revenues that are coming in. However, like Christy Cluck says, Stillwater is still in good shape because of all of the preparation work that we had done previously. And so a lot of this will be discussed in council meetings. How do we move forward? What do we pay for? What, yes. what direction are we taking? And kind of to get back to where we begin our uh, conversation today, you know, about when are we going to reopen? How are we going to reopen? One thing that we've called for is it's these cloth face coverings. There's been several calls. There was first the call to help health workers. And then it was like, okay, now we need to help public safety workers to get these face masks. Then it was city workers. Now we're having a call for the public to, because there's a lot of people that even though it's not terribly difficult to create a face mask. There's some people that this is beyond their capability. So what are we doing to help the public kind of get these face coverings? And why is it important in the first place? You know, let's start with why it's so important. It's twofold. It's not only protecting me when I wear one, but more than that, it's protecting whomever I might encounter They don't know what I have or where I might have been or what I have encountered. So that face mask is really keeping any of the potential conveyance of the virus to me and vice versa. It's keeping it to you so you, Sherry, are not conveying it to those that you encounter. So the mayor has strongly encouraged people to wear face masks. And part of the reason, I think, is because there's people, that, the grocery store workers, the pharmacy workers, the people who are essential workers, and they're out there working. And if they're running a cash register or something and the customers are coming in, if you wear a face mask, you are protecting our essential workers. Yes, that's right. Yes, you certainly are. It's not so much about me not getting it. It's a, more about me not giving it to somebody else is is the whole objective of it. There's been the debate of cloth versus the runner mask yeah. um, versus the N95 versus the what you may wear when you're mowing the yard. So on Just our, a t-shirt or a yeah, bandana. Exactly. Yeah. Any covering is better than none. However, on the city's website and the information that we are putting out, we do specify the best types of the mask that we are asking for. So that was the why, yeah. why it's so important. How? The city of Stillwater, we have made the call. We have the list of the masks that are the that patterns. are most appropriate. Yeah, uh, we even have links them. to the yeah. patterns. There's even some no-so yeah, patterns that would have out to be there. my uh, my. The only sewing machine I have is my grandmother's 1933 Singer. I've got a white sewing machine. If anybody yeah. ever even remembers the manufacturer yeah. white sewing mm-hmm. machine, and it's my grandmother's, yeah, yeah and it's probably 70 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a good sewer, so that's not... Well, I'm not either, but you're still wearing the face mask I made you. I do. Because it's it animal is, print. It, it, You know, I'm just going to have to say it's very flattering, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I rock it. I do. Yes, I do. you do. So I wear it every time I can't be within uh, you know, my six feet distancing and if I leave the office. Paula and I are about 10 feet apart today. Uh-huh. And uh, and I've got my face mask in my pocket yeah, in case I have to pull it out. But it's a little hard to do a, a, an interview with your mouth covered. It is. Yeah. So, so we did not do that today. But we are, pra- we are wearing them in the office. 
So um, getting back to yeah. how, how, how will they be distributed? Yes. We have put out the call for, mm-hmm. um, for the making of the cloth face mask. And people are responding. They are responding. It is unbelievable. We all know that the Oklahoma standard is if there's somebody in need, Oklahoma is going to reach out. The same thing with Stillwater, and it doesn't matter who it's for. Folks are so giving, and they're not charging anything to make these masks. They're eating the cost, even when their own income may have been suffering through all of this. They're eating the cost so that they can do for and help protect others. So we are actually setting up to distribute the face masks that are being provided from our community on April 28th and April 29th. That's next week. I believe it's Tuesday and Wednesday of next week from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And this is going to be outside of the front doors of the police department. 723 South Lewis. 723 South Lewis, yes. So if you do not have access to an acceptable face covering, please feel free on those days between those times, 9 to 2, next Tuesday and Wednesday, to come by and pick up a face covering that somebody in the community has made and provided to you. And we did ask for some child masks. So oh, yeah, we've got all sizes. Yeah, we've got all sizes, mm-hmm. all shapes, all different types of fastenings. Whenever you start looking at this, this is like such a cottage industry now, and everybody's coming up with unique ways to have ear savers or different ties. So it's kind of like, you know, you find what really works for you because if it's not comfortable, you're not going to wear it. Absolutely, yeah. And one of the things that we've encountered, a number of folks with hearing aids, the elastic that wraps around your ears, it scratches, there's no additional noise that they're hearing just because of that, or they take the face mask off and their hearing aid is, is flying across the room or whatever. So there's a very unique ways that folks are inventing everything from sewing buttons on the ends of a ribbon that you can wrap it at the back of your head. Headband uh, is an option toys. I have seen toys where you can loop the elastic onto the toy for the toy to hold it. Ah, so it goes around the back of their head. Goes around the back of their head. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Some of the Mm no-sos you don't need. Of course, there's the typical tie masks. The the requirement is that it's on the Bridge of your nose yes. from side to side and below your chin. Right. The thought is is that you need at least two layers of fabric. Minimum of two, yes. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get those out to the public. And kind of back to the reopening, the mayor and city council and the city manager aren't working in a vacuum. They're talking to the hospital. They're talking to health officials throughout the county, university officials. The decision is made with a lot of input, and it's going to be discussed again at at the uh, council meeting on Monday. But the thought is, is that as we start phasing in uh, restarting the economy, if there's spikes in number of people testing positive uh, for COVID-19 or worse, that maybe we're moving too fast. So there will be measures that says, okay, you can continue or maybe we need to pause or uh, pull this, it back in it back slightly in. or, yeah, anything. I've, without any of us having a crystal ball yeah, or anywhere in the country or the world, for that matter, right. having a crystal ball, here again, it's going to affect different places differently. And we are going to stay on top of and watch what happens locally because that's where our primary responsibility lies. 
Absolutely. So much information in this podcast. Uh, Thank you, Paula, for coming in and kind of setting us straight on some of this. Again, if you need information from the City of Stillwater, stillwater stillwater.org, click on the red banner at the top, watch city council meetings, you know, talk to your neighbors and your friends. And there's a lot of information out there. There may be things you have questions about. So you can go to speakupstillwater.org if you want to submit questions. If you post things on Facebook, we do our best to go in there and answer it. We're on Nextdoor, Instagram, Twitter. We're on a lot of platforms, so surely we can get a hold of you. Yeah, we are, and there's many other places that you can go and look. Stillwater Public Library has a tremendous resource site. Yeah, and it's not only just for health. I mean, it's for your mental uh, well-being, tips and tricks on, like, pantry cooking. Census. Census. Oh, yes, the census. Uh, Census is moving right along. If you've not filled it out, Paula wants you to do it right now. Absolutely. Uh, Please, thank you. But they do also have, the public library has resources for the children doing homeschooling, lots of information out there. If you don't have a library card, they can get you one electronically. Just call. There are staff at the library. Lots of things that they can do for you. They even have Wi-Fi in the parking lot. So if you need to, you can come to the parking lot Uh, give them a call. They'll tell you how to access it. And you can sit in the parking lot with your physical distancing from somebody else and still have Wi-Fi. So really important services there. Yeah. Yep, there are. Well, thanks, Sherry, for doing these and having me on again. I appreciate the opportunity to get the word out to our community. Absolutely. Well, until next week, folks, this is FYI Stillwater. Thank you.